0: Welcome along to the RT Soccer Podcast, I'm Raf Giallo. We've just seen Ireland drawing 2-2 with Belgium in the first of their two international friendlies in this March window and Lithuania is still to come on Tuesday. So on Wednesday we're going to bring you a review podcast with Stephen Elliott, former Ireland striker, joining me to look back over both games and sift through the different talking points. But in the meantime, we weren't going to leave you in the lurch this Monday. Lee Desmond, former St. Patrick's Athletic defender, has made the move to Sacramento Republic in the USL. And we had an in-depth chat kind of talking about the logistical hurdles he had to jump to get over there. The long-time ambition of wanting to play in the United States and do an adventure like this. And also his time at St. Pat's, which ended with the perfect send-off of an FAI Cup final win. So over the next 20 minutes, you can listen to Lee Desmond. And as I said, on Wednesday, then we're going to be discussing the Belgium and Lithuania games. But here is Lee. All right, Lee Desmond, thanks a million for taking the time. I suppose uh, the, the tenor of today's chat is you've uh, you moved to California to play for Sacramento Republic. So I suppose the obvious question is how did the move come about and when was the whole thing confirmed?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, it's actually an interesting story how the move came about. So, you know, I've been sort of threatening to come over the last couple of years and to be honest, I'm glad I didn't. I had opportunities uh, last year, but I'm glad I didn't because obviously we had such a good year at Pats and, and won the Cup, which was such a big goal of mine. So I'm glad I didn't. But, you know, this year I said, right, we've won the Cup. Um, well, to be honest, if, if we lost the final, I was already gone. That's the truth. I knew I needed a change from the league. I was in the league eight years. And I just it was getting a little bit repetitive for me. And... Um, and I just, I just wanted to change, I s- like, especially with COVID. I was sort of saying, geez, your career's so short here. Like for four months, we were out of work. And I was saying, am I even a footballer anymore? Um, you sort of have them thoughts like everybody else. What do I do now? So I said, right, uh, this is the time to go. I'm, I'm 27. You know, what's the worst that can happen? Um, but how it came about was, I was, trying to put, I was trying to put my name out there. You know, they don't know a lot about the League of War back home. I knew once I got in, I'd do well, but you need contacts, unfortunately. And uh, I, I, I made like a highlights video and uh, Morgan Langley, so I think a lot of League of Ireland fans would remember him. He played with Pats in 2015. He texted me when we beat Dundalk in the cup semifinal and just congratulating me. And I said, cheers, Morgs. Any chance of getting me over to the States? And he said, yeah, I've definitely got some contacts He put me in touch with an agency who I looked into and they're a top agency. You know, I started talking to them. They said, won't be a problem. We'll get you a couple of offers. And uh, within a a few days, I had had three or four offers and I decided to go with Sacramento. So I owe uh, Morgan a bottle of wine or a pint or something the next time he's in Ireland because without him, um, it probably wouldn't have happened.
0: Yeah, and I hear Californian wine is pretty good, so you'll have a good selection there to, to pass on to them. But uh, you were telling me before we came on that uh, logistically the whole thing, it took a little bit longer, given the you know, obviously to get into the United States, you have to get forms and things passed. So can you just tell me a little bit about that?
1: To be honest, it was a nightmare. I mean, like I signed my contract before Christmas. They put my visa application in before Christmas. It only got approved towards the end of February. Um, they started pre-season the 1st of February. So I've done a couple of weeks with Pats. But, uh, you know, you want to be over here like new club, getting a proper pre-season into you. So it got approved anyway. And then you have to go for your appointment in the embassy. But the Dublin embassy had like a two or three week wait. And it was just too long. Um, so they looked around Europe for different US embassies that I could go to and and get my visa, um. And we found Warsaw. Dan Casey had to go Warsaw last year. He had a similar situation, um. So I went to Warsaw for two days. Had my appointment over there and got got my visa and flew from Warsaw to Sacramento.
0: Yeah, and uh, also as you mentioned, Dan Casey, he he'd moved the year before and he'd had a kind of full season to play in there. Um, did you kind of get in touch with him before going over, or would you have known each other quite well? I didn't know him.
1: I would have played against him when he was at. I was in Cork. But I did. I got in touch with him, and just you know asked asked a few questions. What he thought of it, and he uh, he couldn't speak any higher. So so yeah, that that sort of made me mind up. Um, especially it helps when you've got an Irish person here. But like we've actually got we've got English, we've got Scottish. Um, but to be honest, everybody's so nice. They've made it. They've made such a big move a lot easier. Um. So I'm fairly settled now. Don't get me wrong, I still miss home, miss my family and friends, but I think it's been made easier by how nice everybody is. So yeah, happy enough so far.
0: Yeah, it's not the biggest city, well, it's like the sixth biggest city in California, kind of half a million population. The club mentioned in the last few days, anyway, you've taken time to kind of get to know the area. Like what have you, what have you made of, I suppose, the city itself?
1: Yeah, I think the population is a good bit smaller than Dublin, but... The size of the city is uh, it's probably the same. It's hard to tell, but there's no real high-rise apartment blocks here like there would be in Dublin. There's only a few, you know, real tall buildings in, in downtown. But it's a nice city so far. Like, we've got our own, me and my girlfriend have our own apartment and we're quite happy, to be honest. Uh, as I said, we, we've settled in easy enough and no problem so far. So, yeah, happy.
0: Quite happy. Very good. Uh, the other thing about Sacramento as well that maybe uh, people w- who weren't following American football wouldn't know is the the whole M- MLS expansion. So there was talk of, I think, up to last year anyway, Sacramento Republic potentially being kind of the 13th team. Did that kind of factor into the, uh, the interest in joining the club in case maybe there was the potential for it to make the step up? Obviously, it's not happening in the short or medium term, but it would have been an interesting, I suppose, uh, outcome.
1: No, to be honest, it wasn't part of my um, my thought process. I mean, that that's going to be a few years down the line because I knew when I was signing that uh, they weren't going to go MLS in, in 2023. But, uh, you know, it's up to me. If I do well, a lo- well enough, maybe something like that could pop up. But I think with my age, um, you know, you'd have to do very, very well to get an MLS move. Now, that's a long-term goal of mine. It doesn't happen. So I can still do well here and and that's my goal. So um, I'm just focusing on the short term at the minute because, as I said, I'm only here two weeks. I haven't had a pre-season. I've, I've had a lot of catching up to do, but I've got two games into me now and I think, you know, in the next couple of weeks, I'll really find, I, I'll really settle on the pitch and, and find me true fitness and, and play my best football.
0: Yeah, so the club is in the USL Championship, but if you were to compare the level... To back home like how would it how to compare obviously you've only had a couple of games so far and i know as you said um, you haven't had that pre-season yet
1: yeah it's different and you know we've only played two games so i don't have a a real indication of of the whole league but of how good the whole league is but in the final third you know the attackers are so quick and strong where back home it's more technical players you know you've got you've got a bit of a mix but over here it's pace and power and that's different but uh you know a few people sort of said to me like ah like fair play to you if you've done Ireland long enough now go over there and like enjoy it and relax I'm actually a little bit offended by that because I'm not coming over here to relax I'm coming over to do well for myself and not for one second that I think it was going to be easy there's a I think the Irish have an impression that this league is lower and some of the American lads I was talking to think the Irish League is poor and to be honest I think the standard overall is probably similar but as I said yeah like in the final third there's so much pace and power here but I think maybe back home we've got more it's more workmanlike and there's more uh, there's more grit and like uh, sort of that old-school mentality we're here uh, probably have a little bit, bit more time in the ball but yeah you've got to deal with like a different type of striker or winger over here
0: yeah the other thing I was looking at was the attendance figures. so Sacramento compared to other clubs in the league I think they have the highest average something like 11,000 there's only one other club that comes close to it so uh, in terms of like interest on kind of match day I don't I don't know how much you'd catch of that because obviously you have your own thing going on getting into the stadium and prepping for it but you kind of get a sense of how big soccer might be in the city
1: it is big um, it's very big and you know they, like Sacramento have a full academy as well so they've got a lot of players coming through and I think as well over here some of the clubs know that if you've got a good young player coming through you can sell them to an MLS club for a lot of money which which has happened uh, recently and into the past as well so that's, that's why they have a, a good academy and also you want to bring through your own local players as well but yeah, the attendance is really good. That was part of the reason why I picked Sacramento. We've only had one home match. I think we had like six or 7,000 at it. But uh, yeah, really good atmosphere. But it's different over here. Like, th- they make it like it's not just the game. You know, the fans are here probably an hour or two before. There's a lot on for them. You know, there's events on like uh, behind the stands and then like this halftime show and there's fireworks going off and the national anthem is played and. You can drink at the ground as well. So that, that gets a lot of people in. And then we're away we were away in San Diego last week and yeah, that that seemed like a good setup too. A lot of fans, big atmosphere, loads to do. So you're not just there for the match, you're there for sort of a, a whole day out, really.
0: Yeah, I, I caught a bit of the, you know, the highlights of the, the your debut game. So against El, El Paso Locomotive, so you won 3-1. But it was just kind of funny just watching how the Irish players basically took over the early part of the match in terms of dominating the headlines. Okay. So Dan Casey giving away the penalty and then Richie Ryan taking it and uh, missing it. And of course, Richie Ryan known to the league and everything else. Like, uh, obviously, just in terms of that game and just what it felt like to be on the pitch those first few minutes. What was it like, especially, I suppose, with your uh, your compatriots' uh, involvement um, that early in the yeah. match?
1: Yeah, I've only sort of got introduced to Richie once before, but I was only 20 or 21, so I, I didn't I didn't really talk to him. But that was my first time playing against him, and he's got a really good name here in America, and I'm sure he'll have a good career if he decides to do coaching when he retires. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, going into the match I was I wouldn't say I was nervous, but I, I didn't know how long I was going to last because as I said, I didn't have a preseason. The last game I had played was the cup final in November in the Aviva. So it was a really long off season for me. Um but yeah, I was I was all right. You know, I'm still not where I want to be fitness wise, but I was just happy to get through the ninety and that we won. And to be fair, we did we didn't actually play well as a team. Ty El Paso uh, Dominated the game for large parts, but we went in, one all at half time, and then and then scored two good uh, two counter attacking goals in the second half.
0: Yeah, this is a period. That, so you're you're going away again, and you were at Newcastle when you were younger for a couple of years. Um, did the fact that you did have that experience at Newcastle in the academy there was that help? Is that kind of helpful now? I know obviously you're you're older now, and I suppose more experienced. Uh, in life and uh, on the pitch as well but is that kind of helpful having those past experiences um to be honest
1: like i'm 27 now and i think only in the last year or two am i may really coming to terms with like the whole newcastle thing and i've been on podcasts and interviews before and i said oh yeah great experience loved it and all this no i didn't i actually didn't i struggled the whole time uh, there was good moments like you know getting the train with the first team things like that but majority of my time I was homesick and trying to come home for weekends every chance I could get but you know time has passed and I tried to stress that to my family as well like it's going to be different you know I'm really I'm the one pushing this I'm trying to go I want to try it again I mean there's no coming home for weekends over here there's no mid-season break so I'll be here till November but I'm I'm prepared I know I'm gonna have bad times I know I'm gonna miss home but I'm, I'm more equipped to deal with it. I wouldn't even say because of the Newcastle experience, just as you said, I'm older and more experienced.
0: Yeah. And I mean, we're talking over a Zoom kind of here, but I mean, there's Skypes and other uh, messaging tools and things as well, I guess, compared to say when you were, were over at Newcastle, that added technology probably in terms of like, you can actually see your family and stuff, um, even if there are whatever the thousands and thousands of miles in between you, that probably does help as well.
1: Yeah. We're so lucky that we have technology that I can keep in touch with everybody. Um, you know, without that, it would be a lot harder. I mean, like, it doesn't matter if you're if you're two hours down the road and, like, you know, 60, 70 years ago, you couldn't even make a phone call to your family. If you're two hours down the road, you may as well be in Australia. So so lucky that I have Zoom and WhatsApp and Instagram like that that I can keep in touch with everybody. So, yeah, delighted with that.
0: Yeah, good stuff. Now, you mentioned the, the FAI Cup Finals, that's all the way back in November now and a uh, memorable day for St. Pat's kind of winning on penalties. So I might just remind you slightly of it. You don't need much reminding, obviously, because you were there on the pitch, but uh, you were speaking to Tony O'Donoghue on the day. So yeah. I'll just uh, I'll just play your post-match interview just as a kind of lead into it. Yeah, go ahead. Lee Desmond of St. Patrick's Athletic is the extra i.e. man of the match. Congratulations, Lee, the most dramatic way to win it as usual. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I thought when Chris scored, we were going to hang on, but the good set pieces they always have been. Rory got across me for the goal, and I was saying, "Oh, please, please, don't let, don't let, let me be the reason why they win the game." But we knew we'd save at least one, and absolutely delighted. Yeah,
0: your defence, your goalkeeper, you're so important as that game developed.
2: Yeah, goalkeepers were excellent, to be fair. But that's him all season. I thought he should have gotten team of the year, but Talbot showed tonight why he's in it, so fair play to both the keepers.
0: Chris Forrester's goal was outstanding, and then for him to
2: miss that penalty, did you think it was gone? No, like, you can't get on to anyone for missing a penalty, fair play to the lads that stepped up, so um, he was excellent again tonight as he has been all season, so yeah, just delighted for Robbie as well uh, to get the winner.
0: Yeah, because he looked like he was injured and I didn't even know if he'd be fit enough to take it.
2: Yeah, and he got the head, the knock on the head in the first half as well, so... To show the type of characters we have in the squad, I'm just absolutely delighted. The
0: atmosphere today has been electric. How does it feel? What does it mean? Yeah, I I didn't really enjoy the last week, to
2: be honest. Obviously, uh, it was a new experience for myself and just dealing with the pressure. But you have to put that aside. Once you get your warm-up in and get your first few touches on the ball, it's just a normal game. Well, congratulations. Cheers, thank you. Cheers.
0: Right, Lee. So uh, I I can see you're smiling there. It's obviously great memories. But the one thing that actually hits me, other than what you're talking about, is just the noise. Like is uh like just that atmosphere. Like it was. It seemed crazy. Like I wasn't there on the day. Like I was kind of working on it from from home. But like uh like what does it, what what memories does that that kind of clip bring back?
1: Ah, oh, the best two days of my life, Raph. Honestly, best two days of my life. Um, yeah, I didn't really enjoyed it like I said in the interview I didn't really enjoy the a few days before uh, I just wanted the game to come you know there was so much build-up for it because obviously I think we won the semi-finals about a month before and even in training like we weren't really preparing for the league games on a Friday we were we were preparing for bowls, and it was three weeks out and it was it was just a big long build-up and yeah, I didn't enjoy that. I just wanted to focus on the league games and then the week of the match focus on, on the cup final, but it worked. So once it worked, um, it, it doesn't matter really. It came down to penalties. It could have went either way. You know, it was very lucky, tight game overall. You could have said any team could have won it uh, during the 120 minutes, but honestly, the best two days of my life because uh, you want to win it so long and have your doubts if it's ever going to happen I know I said before that I signed for Pats the day after they won the cup final in 2014 and it was such a long term goal of mine and we're so lucky we got uh, 40,000 as well like you know because with COVID and stuff like that could have easily had an empty stadium we got so lucky Um, and then to get man the match was an added bonus but that would be nice to look back on but I'm just so happy we won it and got to share it with unbelievable group of lads um with my family and friends all there so yeah it was it was a dream come true really
0: yeah as you said an unbelievable group of lads um some of whom have sort of moved on um after Stephen O'Donnell moved up to Dundalk and others moving on elsewhere and obviously new arrivals and everything else but that dressing room um in terms of the quality because you finish second obviously you go on and win the cup and you know there's a lot of mental strength there like just how special is that group of lads and like do you still do you miss them and or do you kind of keep in touch just as a group
1: yeah try to keep in touch obviously a lot of lads are still there and I think that was a big thing for Tim coming in to try keep a lot of lads because there was such a good feel around the place but uh, to be honest like Stephen Stephen created that Um you know I didn't really know where we were going as a club and even myself, like, but he came in, he brought my game on leaps and bounds. And I know, like, the way things ended weren't ideal and there's still stuff ongoing. But he, I can't say anything bad about him. He brought my game on loads and we wouldn't have won the cup without him. And, yeah, we got, got a great group of lads in and finished second. You know, I think if our games against Rovers were different, it would have made the table look a lot different. I um, I think they got three, like, 90-minute winners against us. But, uh, no, just just to win that cup, oh, unbelievable feeling. And it was, it was just a perfect send-off. I said, right, I can, I can go to America now. You know, uh, I, I think I'll be back in Ireland if I do. But uh, I've got, that, got the cup ticked off. And, yeah, delighted and great way to finish off uh, my first bell at Pats anyway. We'll see in a few years what happens.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of young players there as well that um, I think are exciting people. So you'd have seen them up close. So, you know, James Abanqua, who seems to be a bit of a Rolls Royce of a defender, going off to Udinese now, which is going to be an adventure for him as well. And then Dara Burns, who I think just got called up to the 21s uh, very, just very recently for the current squad, uh, for the current qualifiers. Um, just on both of them, because uh, you I guess you, you've got to see them in training, so you know exactly what they're capable of. And um, in terms of their in terms of their potential and how far they can go, like what do you make of both of them?
1: Yeah, well, the main thing for me, especially with young lads, is their attitude. And uh, them, along with along with the other young boys, are Pats, you know, Josh Keely, Keen Corbley, them boys, um, their attitude is the main thing. They come to training every day. They give their all. They want to get better. And you know, if you have that, you're gonna you're gonna go far. Over time, you're gonna improve and. Um, yeah, absolutely delighted for James getting such a big move. And uh, i seen Darryl got his, his first uh, Republic of Ireland caps, which I know he was waiting for a long time as well. So delighted for the two lads. and It's only upwards for them.
0: Yeah, and one final point before I let you go. So um, just back in 2020, just when Stephen Kenny took over the Ireland team, um, I know you were among the three Pats players who were brought in just for, those first, uh, for that first training session and first camp with him. Obviously, we've seen how things have improved and where, I, I suppose, for people, anyone listening in at the time of speaking, it's the eve of the, the Belgium game. But, you know, uh, you know, over the, I suppose, the end of the World Cup qualifiers, results improved markedly, the style of play, I think the belief within the squad, you saw it at the very beginning, maybe when things hadn't really caught fire in that sense. Are, when you watch Ireland now um, and you compare it to maybe those sessions, or are, are there things and ideas you saw Stephen Kenny trying to implement at the very beginning that are very obvious when you're watching them now?
1: Well, it's hard for me to say about that because it was, you know, it was his first ever day as well. Uh, the day that me, uh, Shane Griffin and Connor Cairns were in, it was, it was Stephen's first day with the team. But I uh, knew it was a rebuild. You know, we didn't have a lot of young players in the squad. It was going to take time to get uh, the new ones coming through experience. So like I don't think whoever came in was just going to start getting us winning games straight away, but it's taken a bit of time. He had a plan, and it's starting to look good now. So I'm delighted he's got a new contract as well. And um, so yeah, I think the future is bright. Yeah,
0: and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, and also, I suppose your adventure in America as well. Hopefully, it goes as well as uh, as well as hoped. So obviously, Sacramento Republic. Uh, Lee Desmond, uh, thanks a million for taking the time and hopefully we'll chat again maybe towards the end of the season. Thanks for having me, Raf. Cheers. All right, that is Lee Desmond, uh, who is enjoying life in the USL with Sacramento Republic. So as I said, on Wednesday, we're going to bring you a review podcast where we're going to discuss both Ireland matches against Belgium and Lithuania. Obviously, Lithuania is still to come on Tuesday off the back of a 2-2 draw against the world number one Belgium, albeit a much-changed Belgian side without any of their major big hitters. But there was action in the First Division and Women's National League, so we'll just bring you those results before we go. So in the Women's National League, Wexford 3, Treaty United nil, Athlone Town 3, Galway 1, Piedmont 3, DLR Waves 2, Shelburne 7, Pork City 0, Sligo Rovers 1, Bohemians 3. And as we can see there, Mount, Wexford and Shelburne continuing their good starts, and they were the preseason favourites. They haven't played each other yet. Partially, Wexford and Shelburne were due to play in the second round of action a few weeks back, but the weather put paid to that. So we'll see how the table pans out when those big tree sides meet each other. And also there was action in the men's first division. Longford Town beat Galway United 2-1. Bray Wanderers drew 0-0 with Wexford. Cork City beat Athlon 4-1, so that's continuing their good start to the season. Treaty United beat Waterford 2-1, which really makes the table a lot more interesting. You can check it out on rte.ie sport. But the main headline from it is Cork City are top on 16 points, and they are three points clear of Galway United, who have a game in hand. But for today, anyway, that is it for this podcast. We'll be back on Wednesday, as I said, with Stephen Elliott too, to join me to talk about the Belgium and Lithuania games and what we will have learned about Stephen Kenny's side. So enjoy the uh, the start of this week, and I'll be back with you on Wednesday.